Good All right. morning, BHA! So that was Ash Schofield being very creative, uh, being Rob, Ash Robin Williams Schofield, if any of you recognise that. Um, so we have episode two. It's very exciting. We have, um, I think I'm, I'm uh, correct in saying somewhere between one and 1,000 listens. That is, Ash, is that right? That is the last one? incredibly accurate. Yes. Okay. I am, I'm correct um, uh, So uh, Richard Reeve from Australia here, joined by Ash Schofield. Uh, the Gimples uh, have taken the night off. Um, uh, we uh, had fun doing episode one and now here's episode two. Uh, Ash Schofield, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we're going to get stuck into a little bit of the... Um... What happened at the Region 34 Sweet Adelines contest uh, in Perth this last weekend? Have a look at some results and stuff, and some exciting stuff going on there. And then we might get into some nitty gritty about uh, our favourite uh, performance category, because uh, there's been some nice discussion around there and some judging circles and just about uh, some interesting stuff. Absolutely. Well, now, given that we've just, uh, this is the first year of the performance category, now's a good time to discuss that. So, uh, you were lucky enough to be in the room, Ash, um, to kick off the discussion about the uh, Sweet Analyze Region 34. For those who aren't aware, um, the female barbershoppers in Australia are full members of the international organisation, Sweet Adelines International, whereas the bloke uh, barbershoppers in Australia are members of Barbershop Harmony Australia, which is an affiliate organisation of Barbershop Harmony Society, uh, the headquarters BHS. Um so uh, that's what we mean. So when we say a regional contest uh, for the ladies, that's the equivalent of the bloke's national contest. So and uh, and in Sweet Adelines International, um, Australia is Region 34, New Zealand is Region 35, etc. So over to you, Ash. Solid rundown of Sweet Adelines, Rich. Thank you for that. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, I'm going to work backwards because uh, that's I, the way you work best. There you go. I. Um... I wasn't in the room on the Friday for the quartets. I did try and catch some of it on the webcast while I was at work, which didn't work well at all uh, for <laughs> people trying to get coffees and for me trying to listen to Barbershop. Uh, but I do have a delayed thing, delayed webcast, which I'm going to thoroughly watch later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on the on the Saturday, the uh, choruses, um, there was honestly an uh, endeavour just uh, did one of those things where they just smashed it out of the park. It was one of those, uh, they finished the first phrase and you're like, well, this is something else. We're watching something else cool. in this in this league of ours. Where did they score compared? Sorry, Never Harmony Course, for those unaware, um, uh, has gone to international before with the Sweat Ads and they have uh, reached top 10, which is very exciting. So they're uh, really making the mark for Australian uh, barbershop and Sweat Ads. Definitely. I actually was telling someone about that and um, just getting chills remembering their finals package and how how wonderfully Australian it was without going too far to that that yeah. corny place that is so easy that to balance. go to. That balance. Yeah, it was very good. So they um they smashed from from moment one and that's really any performer. Um, well, you know, most judges uh, I think will tell you that um, you can get a ballpark pretty close to where the score will end up being um, as soon as um, as soon as the performance starts. Yeah. It's pretty rare that a performance either declines or improves by a substantial amount from the start to the end. And so uh, they hit their mark and stayed there, right? Eh? pretty much, Yeah, they did. And it was really interesting. Uh, they, they scored 6.55, which was huge. Um, and the next, uh, Archipelago West coming second with a 6.14. So it was very, it was very clear. 
It was um, clear win. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was great. They actually performed right after it. Like, Endeavor came on straight after oh, Acapella great. West. So yep. there, there was the very easy to watch comparison. Comparison, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just um, running through some of the fun things. So, so we'll run down the list a little bit. There's uh, so three cor- three choruses all over six hundred, which was awesome. So Endeavor, Acapella West, and Melbourne chorus. Which was, it's out of eight hundred, so that's seventy five percent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, and yep. six hundred earning uh, the director the the name of the um, credentials of the master director. The title, yeah, yeah. master director. Uh, but the fun, I always like watching this because our good buddy uh, Alex Morris is in is running Geelong Harmony Chorus, and there's always a fun battle between them and um, Vocal Essence over the last few years. Um, Absolutely. And Vocalessons pipped him this time. Master Andrew Housen. Yes, uh-huh. Mr. Andrew Housen. And uh, Vocalessons also came through for, with the uh, the fifth place medal, which was just insane. They were so happy. And most improved, yes. if I recall correctly, 77 Very much points. So. That's huge. That's huge. huge. Um, now, run through us uh, for us. There are three categories, correct? Double um, A, et cetera, oh, yes. and open. <laughs> I thought you were talking about judging categories. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Come on, Rich, you know. Yeah, so the uh, Division A, that's the teeny tiny uh, choruses. I don't, I don't know. Wait, I do know the numbers. People definitely know the numbers. <laughs> uh, nope, I did. I don't know. I think so we'll it, come back to that. Yeah. But A, all, yeah? Google it. So if you want to Google uh-huh. it later, that's a good excuse to go and check out the Sweet Adelines website and uh, work out some stuff. Uh yeah, so the yeah Division A is the small chorus. So we had our Murrin Bidgey Magic coming third. Uh, Vocal Essence, as we said, their most improved and fifth place overall. And then above them, Circular Keys, who have actually have been one of the bigger choruses. Um, and uh, yeah, they've just they brought a smaller smaller team over. And um, that's with Vicky uh, uh, directing, and Vicky also uh, directs the uh, uh, Sydney Harmony has done for about a decade. That's right. Um, yeah, so they came in first place in Division A, scoring a five ninety five, which is also insane. Um, not not like insane that they should be scored for that, that size. Yeah, yeah, they um, yeah five ninety five, giving them the opportunity to go to St Louis, um, and sing at the uh, what's it? Do you know what what's it called? Harmony Classic. Got, yes, the Harmony Classic. Thank you. I knew <laughs> it had a musical ball. word in it. I was. I initially thought World Harmony Jamboree. I went, no, yes, that's same. not right. <laughs> um, so um, they're stoked about that. Um, and uh, Indian Blue has, have they qualified for the same thing? No, they've um, they they got a medal in the the, the medium chorus, which they were. <laughs> if you get a chance to check out the webcast, or if someone's posted the yes, video, yes, they of, jumped jumped all over. Carly so jumping yes. around, having a great <laughs> old time. <laughs> and then uh and second place in the in the medium was Geelong and uh, I was very happy for Alex there and 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 the ladies from Geelong. It they seems like stuck. they're on a pretty positive journey. They yeah. really are, yeah. That's exciting. That's a they, there's a fun journey about um how they treat contest as well, which we mm-hmm. maybe we'll get into one day if we have Alex on the show one day, which we probably will. When? Yes, not if. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so just to recap, uh so Endeavor Harmony a uh, massive 655 first place. Uh, very uh, deserving by the sounds of it and exciting they uh, uh, hopefully will head off to international and represent region 34 again uh, Acapella West uh, which it seems like it was only what, two years ago when they started yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, they've uh, been around for, for almost a decade I think or six or eight years anyway 
um, a 614, which is just great. So good job uh, to uh, Lindsay Dyer and Joe Usterhoff for their, their leadership there. And that, so three choruses, a uh, Melbourne chorus uh, came in third. Yep. Um, three choruses over 600 is pretty exciting for Australian um, sweat ads. And, and then, yeah, Circular Keys with 595 really, you know, knocking on the door of 600. That's a, this is a really strong um, region, I would suspect. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Vocal Lessons, very cool for Andrew and Jen and the, and the yeah, girls. To, so they, the, uh, and they, um, from the get-go, when they came out on stage, they were... We'll be getting into the our performance, the uh, BHS performance category later on. Um, they, yeah, it's from the get go. They, you could see they were bringing something different straight away with cool. the staging and the vibe and a song that I hadn't really heard much, if at all. I probably do. I probably have heard it, and I will kick myself <laughs> when I actually hear it. And go, oh, it's that song. But um, <laughs> yeah, just a really nice uh, performance of that. Just. Cool. Solid. And yes, I can see here uh, five points uh, pipped between Vocal Lessons and Geelong Army. That is a fun little <laughs> yes. fun little rivalry. It is. Uh, 558 versus 553 and, and uh, just pipped Geelong out of a medal. So there you go. That's a, a fun ongoing rivalry. <laughs> Murrumbidgee Magic. Uh, Murrumbidgee um, uh, 522, seventh place. That's a good score. Mm. Uh, Indian Blue. Well, it's so exciting to see them progress. 507, um, eighth place. Um, Coastal Acapella Chorus, 506, uh, ninth place. Hobart Harmony Chorus, 504, 10th place. Coastal Charisma with John Albertini, 472 in 11th place. And uh, Voices of the Vast Chorus, 421 in 12th place. Mm. Is that a Western Australian? Yeah, uh, down in uh, Yeah, down South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So that, yeah, it was really impressive. Like, all choruses over 400 um, and, like, all but two over 500. So, yeah, like you said, region is strong. Um, yeah. And Perth Harmony Chorus were very happy with what they put out there. Um, they, if you look down the bottom of that score sheet, they did the uh, open yes. division, where it's basically kind of wow, A minus. Yeah, wow. that's exciting. It is. Um, and the rest B pluses, yep. one B in showmanship. They were stoked, um, and they should. They should be. They, they put a lot of work into their package, and it's it's coming across snappy and entertaining and 69 on stage your Perth Harmony over the past five or six years I think I think has been ebbing and flowing a bit of numbers but 69 is a good number that's like 70 odd that's a really really good number yeah. and Archipelago West Man 87 uh, they're leading the way in Australia with numbers yeah. that's exciting oh. we've got to keep going buddy I think um, we don't want to be dragging on but so that was a sounds like a very positive um, experience so jumping over to quartets hey yeah yeah so it's um one of the things we've observed uh, in the blokes organization is um, sometimes it takes uh, a few years. We, we haven't had a, a quartet that's uh, been together for a long, long time. I guess Alliance was together for, for um, approaching 10 years, uh, including one changing member. But, um, but yeah, Hijinks has been together for quite some time and they continue to rule the roost uh, in, uh, in, in Region 34 in Sweet Ads. And... Uh, a, not only a record score, not only in Australia, but also in Australasia more broadly. Um, Henrietta um, Hunkin hyphen something else <laughs> um, reminded me of. Um, yeah, she's married. Uh, so 635, that's really cool. I'm excited for the ladies. They've been uh, working hard. They took out the first uh, with Daylight Second, um, but a lot of a, a couple of others not too far away from the 600. Yep. Uh, Debacle um, uh, with uh, the Canberra-based chorus, yes. uh, quartet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a yeah, that's an exciting one. Um, yeah, look for them to be uh, 
climbing that's that's going that places. Thing. Yeah, for sure. With uh, Glenda Lloyd on bass, <laughs> just smashing it. Um, she's a very impressive bass and musician all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a. She is a director of Canberra chorus. Yeah. Yes. Um, then uh, Alouette, always up in the medals. Uh, Ricky Dwyer again. Um, former silver medalist quartet and and one or more former champion yes, quartetters in that. Definitely. Yep. Um, ahead of our, our local uh, broadband with uh, Carol Mack, Jess Hendricks, mm-hmm. um, previous champion. That's the 577. Yep. Yeah. Very strong. Um, yeah, and then Sister, who are always, they're always up in those medals as well. Yeah, always up in the medals. I just love their music. A, a big shout out to Sister. I'm sorry that I wasn't there with you to have them, have the the, uh, the obligatory selfie, but uh, hopefully next year. <laughs> um, so fourth place with a 535. That's, um, that's solid. And Cinnamon. So is that Glenda again? That's what someone thought, but I'm not I'm not sure. I think I maybe in see. previous years. Anyway. Yeah. So Cinnamon came uh, fourth with a five thirty one. Uh just sorry. I think I am I mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Hijinx first, Debacle second, mm-hmm. Alouette third, Warband fourth, sister fifth, cinnamon sixth. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then something else seventh with a five twenty nine. And wildfire. Jen Housen and her daughter and others uh, from the Gold Coast uh, in with a with a five sixteen one night. So um, pretty as as has been the case for some time. A strong quartet competition, albeit uh, hijinks really leading the way there out the front. Definitely, um, it was yeah, it was just a great weekend. Well organised. I had the I had the chance to actually help out on the Saturday with some of the. Um, I ended up being a bus monitor for the courses. And just the the amount of organisation uh, in the in the background to get this machine rolling uh, is is something else. It's um, it's yeah, that's all. It's something else. And, and I just on that point, I think something that the uh, the blokes are in the process. I think of of learning uh, from the ladies is is how well organised the ladies are. Yeah. They really are a, a step ahead of us in in organising everything they do. So there's an element I think of of them being an official region of Sweet A's, yes. so there are various uh, protocols that they are required to follow. Yep. Um, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it still takes still takes the hard work. So um, yeah, exciting stuff. Mm. So um, go ahead. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah, being a competitor for so long, I always appreciated nice traffic patterns and ones that are nicely organised. You don't have to think about anything except what you're about to do on stage. And yeah, being part of that was uh, something fun. Just a quick note here. Um, uh, this is a, a broader discussion for another time, but my experience is that the ladies tend they're, they're um, leveling what what their score means. Their scores tend to be a few points lower than the blokes. So, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an 81 in the blokes um, is 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 uh, tends to be more like a, a 70, sort of a mid to high 70s, 78, 79 yep. in the ladies. Um, and I say that partly for context, but more so to illustrate that. You look across the score sheet here, and you see hijinks with uh, with a number of 81s and 80s, and that's some that's some you know that's some seriously impressive uh, singing and performance there to be to be scoring from the international judges 80s yeah. and 81s. You've got to earn those scores. Um, so yeah, good on them and keep it up. Yeah, woo Perth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, well, I, I was I was uh, noticing a, a post I put up previously about. Um, uh, the the um, champion uh, um, choruses and quartets, and yes, we're still with uh, 
hijinks and broadband and uh, um, Archipelago West and Perth Harmony and Local Evolution um, and uh, and you and Lockout and uh, it's it, it, local, uh, uh, Perth continues to, to largely lead the way, mm. uh, certainly punch above its weight uh, in in uh, in um, barbershop in Australia. So that's cool. That's that is until um, the Clippers comes and. Uh, and improves 25 points from last year and, and overtakes everyone. Um, yeah, mate, yeah, uh, so moving, moving right along, just as a reminder to everyone, um, we're about to talk about the performance category in the blokes, but the uh, uh, the, uh, the ladies have four categories, so sound, music, expression, and showmanship. Uh, and uh, yeah, the blokes have, uh, have three categories. And that's certainly for the blokes, that's actually been somewhat fluid uh, the, the history of judging, which we we should do a, a, a different podcast about, oh, but yeah, um, it, it, in thirty seconds, it, it began with uh, just prominent people like in, in, the, in the community, like the mayor or someone judging the competition. That was in the when the competition began in the late thirties, so through the forties, and then they kind of looked at each other and went, "This is pretty random." Uh, so let's get a little bit of structure, a bit of organisation in this. So it evolved, um, and the number of of categories and what they're called has evolved quite somewhat over the um, over the decades, with um, with the, the the most recent iteration being uh, just this past twelve months, with the uh, performance category the uh, evolve, evolving from the presentation category. So, how's that for a segue? Nice, I like nice. it. Good. <laughs> so um, what would you like to talk about in relation to the performance category? <laughs> what it is? Yeah. Um... Let's yeah, let's get into it. So this sort of um, there was a bit of a um, I'm not going to say too many things because uh, I don't know how much I can say from these, you know, from our we get the the all judges emails because we're lucky enough to be part of the program, um, and so there was a nice discussion about um, the performance category and uh, looking at eval- evaluations and how. Um, yeah, one of the judges said that he tended to be writing a very similar thing to almost everyone in the contest that he was judging, um, no matter the level, um, which I've actually found as well very recently that there's a lot to be said about the believability uh, of a performance, um, and that's yeah, and that just sparked a, a wonderful discussion between a bunch of judges, everyone pretty much on the same page, but just reaffirming to each other exactly what some really good points. So just a quick summary for those people. So the, the judges have been asked to uh, to each comp uh, to explain to, uh, or at least the opportunity to explain to the performers uh, what the, the change in the category is. And um, and briefly, um, partly the, cha- the change is, uh, the name is reflecting a change in the category. The category was going anyway, so the, the category was evolving. Uh, and so the name from from presentation to performance was to reflect that um, uh, you know a, a word or a name can be really important uh, to to illustrate what the what what it's representing what the category is so that's part of it um, and the sort of the key components are we're, we're trying to uh, be more outward looking um, in, as far as what's good and how we learn uh, there had been a tendency over the decades to uh, and this was brought up, uh, Ash, in, in the, uh, the the email discussion we've been following, mm. had been a tendency over the decades to 
uh, to sort of pretty much uh, copy what some, what some of the top uh, groups are doing. Now, while we want to emulate what makes them successful, um, Intune singing is Intune singing and all that sort of stuff, uh, there was a tendency to, A, just sort of go through the motions and colour by numbers. Uh, and so we want to make sure that rather than sort of just copying another group, uh, we encourage performers to do something that actually fits for them. Um, uh, so as well as that, so that's the internal bit, as well as that, we... we <laughs> Uh, so okay, no, sorry, sorry we had a bit of a technical issue there. Um, technical difficulties. Yeah, we've been away for four days without food and water, but we're back now. <laughs> uh, and um, thank you. So what were we were up to? Um, I was describing the performance category. Uh, yes. I was just explaining how we want to be more uh, externally rather than internally focused. We want to learn from great performances, but we want to um, adopt them. As suitable to us rather than uh, just adopt them mechanically or coloring by numbers but also um, just there's a world of outstanding performances out there and we want to be more open to that be more mindful of that whether it be Frank Sinatra whether it be um, uh, you know just a, a million others Doris Day you know there's so many great performances out there and we want to be open to learning from them uh, what makes a great performance outside the, uh, the barbershop genre so that's that's that. Mm. Um, another way of thinking. So we also want what we do to be internally rather than externally motivated. Um, and what that means is rather than you know we can say smile at bar forty two and put your hand at forty five degree angle, all sort of thing. That's externally motivated. You're doing that because you're told to. But if you if you bring the song to life and you have a story of your own, and you're thinking of something that actually genuinely makes you happy that whatever the lyrics are, wherever the story is at bar 42, you will smile because you were happy. You won't smile because you've been told to smile. Yep. And guess what? The audience can tell the difference. Yep. So that's internal versus external motivation. Yeah, that's, uh, that is all the, for me, all the answers are in the lyrics all the time. However, the part of this discussion that was, was really cool, um, that there, uh, one of the guys was saying that at some level, um, oh, sorry, just oh, just a bit before this, he said that um, way too often uh, we experience uh, we can experience performances where the message is, I am trying to sing all the right notes and right word uh, pictures, mm -hmm. and I would like to survive this experience without any blood being shed. Um, but then also the high B bordering on A, where the story is, look at me, look at what I can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and um and then at some level uh yeah at some level we need to accept that in an art, a hobby slash art form as technical as ours that uh, that has a certain intrinsic entertainment value especially for our small circle of aficionados so yeah so it's a it's a i've been battling with the uh the idea of trying to look at other genres and take some stuff and being like, okay, what what makes that good? What makes this good? And how, you know, then you got to work out how to bring it into barbershop. And then also remember, don't just forget about your barbershop audience as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know what we like. We love mm. the big chords. We love the mm. the smashing a chord and hitting that pose. You know, at the at the end mm. of the song. You know, mm. it's, it's just that's us, and it's okay. Mm. Especially you know, like a an international contest kind of format or mm. something, you know, where that is who we're performing to. 
So, yeah, it's a fun discussion and mm-hmm. trying to work out, you know. And I think whatever you do, I think what the all the judges are looking, all the performance judges are looking for is that whatever you do, if you're into it and you know what you're doing, mm. we're going to be, the us and the audience are going to be on board most of the time. Mm. Yeah, I had a penny dropping moment um, in the last month or so. A, a friend of mine who's a professional in the music theatre industry um, came along at the, the second boot camp uh, I did for, for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ran a, a short session, uh, sort of 30, 40 minutes, on analysing the lyrics and, and bringing the song alive. And uh, what, what occurred to me then, the penny dropping moment, was she was. Uh, running the group through various exercises of getting to walk around and say the lyrics and freeing them up basically from, from the constraints and, and from, you know, tension that they might have and saying, okay, what is, say the lyrics, say it in a different way, you know, say it to the back wall, say it, you know, in a way other than, than we've been seeing it. Mm. And, uh, and it occurred to me that one of the reasons that many of us, most of us maybe like, especially blokes like barbershop is it is, extraordinarily formulaic and yeah. structured yeah <laughs> um it's it, it just it really occurred to me you know engineers love this stuff you mm-hmm. know a goes with b and then b goes with c um you know we're told we're beaten around the head you know sing in tune this is posture good posture and this is where you this is how you breathe and this is uh, and you got to you know these are the resonant spaces and you got to open lift the soft palate and we've we've just absolutely got the manual uh, to sing well, and then so I guess in some ways it's a, you know it's a surprise that that you know as, as many of us do perform and break free of that. I know that from day one, most of us are, are uh, at least it's brought to our attention that we want to do all this mechanical stuff and then transcend that. Um, so you know we we are aware that it can be quite mechanical, but um, but I think I think a lot of people who aren't natural performers find an enormous amount of safety and security and quite legitimately so you know not all of us are, are can hop on stage and do a one-man show you know it's just not who we are and that's fine mm. um but yeah so a lot of us I think find security in this is how you do your job you you know put one two three four together and that's it you've done your job so yeah. um that's part, part of the recruitment kind of style as well it's like we we tell people it's like you don't have to be an amazing performer. You don't. It, this yeah. is for anyone kind of thing. It's yeah. just get up there and make some noise. And um, I think uh, as long as um, you know you've got the basics, uh, as you say, anyone it, it is for anyone. But but also like most things in life, if you do apply yourself, I think you do discover parts of yourself. And once you get comfortable in your chorus or your quartet, and and you're open to discovering new areas, I think most people. Uh, discover that they actually do have more than they thought they had, and yep. I think that's one of the most exciting things about this. Is, is uh, you know, as well as the engineering foundations, it does give you, you know, the opportunity just to discover um, things that you didn't realize you had. I keep, for some reason, uh, our mate uh, Andrew Milner keeps popping into my head. Right. Uh, that kind of thinking. Mm. You know, someone who's quite uh, technically knowledgeable. Um, it's very much like a, it's very planned, very, um, knows exactly what he likes and, you know, this kind of stuff. And, uh, seeing him over the last few years, 
develop, developing into like quite a quite a good quartet now mm-hmm. and a performer. Yes. It's yep. just like, all right then. So this is, this is exactly what you're saying of like, you get into it for something and then you find out that you've got all this other stuff to give, which is really cool. Absolutely. Um, so what are the uh, what are the key messages we want to leave with our listeners as far as the performance category is concerned? It's it is that transcendent technical. Um, it, it is uh, it, it was it was occurring to me um, before we started this recording. I was making a few notes and thinking that it's funny. Um, not everyone actually necessarily aspires to be an A level performer. No. You know, some people make the choice. Uh, you know, this is a it, the, the genre, ironically, of course, started off as a for, as a um, participation hobby rather than a performance hobby. Yes. Um, so originally, people weren't singing for audiences; they were singing for each other, and they were singing just to lock and ring those chords and get get all um, get all excited. Um, and so that's you know, of course, that's perfectly legitimate just to just to get together and 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 uh, and just sing for each other and for yourself. Um, but um, but I think being aware of that next level and, and we do have um, uh, a lot of great uh, coaching available in, in barbershop but um, uh, and and you can tell when someone really does want to achieve that they're, they're, they're aware of what they need to work on but they're, they're also sort of celebrating what they're doing well as well yeah so um, so uh, you know if, if you want to get to that next level um, do analyze the lyrics and do get on the same page and okay, well, what what do I want this to be? And it's it's actually pretty amazing how much more powerful it can be for you. Um, there there is no substitute though for having the solid foundation. Uh, it's 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 more not impossible, but more difficult to bring a performance to life if the tuning isn't there. <laughs> um, you see, <laughs> one of the more difficult performances to judge is a say a comedy quartet where the singing is you know is is adequate at best. Um, but it's genuinely funny, and the audience is genuinely enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that you know, and that would be an example where the, the singing score might be uh, a, a lot lower than the performance score because you really you still have entertained the audience. But uh, but with, apart from the exceptions, um, there really is no escape. It, as the, the people keep saying, it's still it still is a singing hobby and a singing competition. So you've got to you've got to sing in tune with with good vocal production. Um, but then uh, be um, be mindful of, of trying to um, bring that to life. And a lot of the time, performers get in their own way, and this is particularly evident in that sort of the the high C, low B category, where apart where, where we're talking scores from sort of 50 to through the 50s and, and through a fair bit of the 60s, mm-hmm. where there's a, you can see a lot of tension. Right. Uh, there's the, the the limbs, the, the the legs, the arms, but then the and my favourite, the claw. The hand is really tense uh, in in a in a claw shape, um, where and it comes back Ash to your point before of and I, I first heard a sweat sweat Adeline say this where the, you can tell that the performer just wants to get from one side of the stage to the <laughs> other without leaving any bodily fluids on stage. Um, so you can tell when the person's just thinking, "My God, let me get through this without without completely stuffing it up." Yeah. Um, and so I, I my my um, yeah first piece of advice is actually be ready to perform mm. uh, a real double-edged sword of 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 barbershop is we're so keen to encourage people to have a go and yep. um, that sometimes we actually push people on stage, especially in quartet format yeah before they're actually ready and then they don't um, have a good experience and they don't have a good experience so um uh, so 
be ready um, and and try you know try to have those uh, those foundations in place. Mm. Um, but as um, uh, as far as far as the um, the performance category is concerned, uh, really do be open not only to great barbershop performances they're, they're great for a reason because they do so many things well um, but also other performances in other genres whether it be vocal or dance or anything else something about them um, is great there's an ease about them people are motivated by the music they're not motivated by uh, um, uh, you know some some engineering approach and 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 try to ask yourself what resonates with you about that and what could you apply that works for you? Mm. I, can, um, I can give you a real world, world example from uh, yeah. just last night uh, with Lockout. We were um, listening to one of our new contest songs. Well, we were, we were singing, singing it and uh, Stefan said, oh, let's um, have a listen to this, the Ella Fitzgerald version of it. Yeah. And we all know Ella Fitzgerald, amazing. Um, it And listening to her deliver it uh, particularly some of the bits that we thought were a bit more raucous and that should have been a bit more like have a bit more energy to it and stuff she backed off and was like very subtle about it and I was like man oh I, I yeah I see that I get that now and rather than just because it's a it's an it's an Arendelle arrangement and some other quartets have done it and we watched them and watched them on the international and go oh, okay that's how the song goes okay let's, mm. let's smash it out and then going wait a minute let's look at where else the songs come from mm-hmm. and it just lightens so much up and we could sing the song easier and it all made a lot more sense and we're like ah oh, and yeah just some things started clicking so yeah going on yeah that that kind of point of just have a look at what you what you're doing and don't just stick to the barbershop mold do something find something that resonates with you absolutely mm-hmm. because um, when you're on stage, the audience will be thinking what you're thinking, and that's because it will be written over your, all over your face, and everything you do yep. will be written. Whether you're just trying to get through the song, or whether you're living it, or whether you're um, internally focused or, or, or genuinely focused on the story. Um, um, there's actually a, a, a class I've run a number of times um, in, in New Zealand and in Australia about the, uh, the top ten most common quartet mistakes that most uh, performance mistakes that most quartets make and how to avoid them um, and there's a bunch of this stuff uh, in there in there um, so closing thoughts mate about uh, the performance category it, it well, you know, a, really is about enjoying it there's a, yeah there's a very nice comment here like it, it's a it's sort of if you are if if there is a difference in the category now I mean it's given the judges license to um, d- uh, we've put in a, an increased value on uh, believable and genuine performances. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little line that one of the judges said. Um, yeah, so sort of, yeah, just, just trying to step a bit further away from the whole colouring by numbers thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is so good. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the colouring by numbers and stuff will get you so far. Mm. Very, but definitely. And it's about, oh, you got to start there. you got to, you know. Pretty much. Colouring by numbers, if you do everything just accurately, you're going to be getting up into the high B, up into the high 70s. If yep. you're sync consistently in tune, if, if your sync is consistently together and you're all uh, singing with, with good vocal production, um, you may be getting singing scores up, up into the A level. Mm. Um, but in order to really get well up into the A level across the board, 
um, you need to have that 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 freedom of performance, the musicality, um, that the motivation there, uh, and you know the 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 society is in is in a uh, a process of uh, of adjustment where you know maybe some groups that previously um, scored high or scored scored a certain level by doing the coloring by numbers thing uh, are going to you know gradually start learning that in order to maintain that or, or, or improve they need to start actually putting a bit of more life into that and uh, so that what we have been rewarding over the past decade or two you listen back to top uh, chorus uh, CD in international from the early 90s um, it was with some yeah some interesting different things that were being rewarded yeah yes definitely um, well, I reckon that's a pretty good spot to leave it yeah mate how can we wrap it up yeah uh, just want to thank the uh, 40-ish people who have listened to our first episode that is, oh, wow. uh, that is about 40 Famous. more than I thought would listen. <laughs> so at 100 bucks each, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yep. I'd be, yeah, Did I'd... you tell them that we were charging their credit I... card each time I listened yeah, to it? Yeah, I'm checking the account. Nothing's gone through just yet. <laughs> Nothing's gone through yet. <laughs> Fun job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and we're going to look at um, how we can get this onto like a proper podcast thing. So it'll just show up on a on a, whatever podcast thing you're using on whatever device you're using. Um, I'm going if to you talk, got talk to our mate Adam topics, Brockway about that. If you got topics you'd like us to discuss? Uh, shoot them through. Yeah, um, and and anyone you think might be interested in this not. in this stuff, this babble that we're we're producing, <laughs> um, <laughs> just invite them to the page, um, and uh, yeah, get on it. And if you've got particular people you'd like to hear us interview, mm. uh, then um, then please uh, please make a suggestion. Do you want to be involved? Maybe we can oh. maybe Skype someone else in. Absolutely. Mm. All right, mate. Well, thank you for hosting. Thanks for doing all the, uh, the technical work. Uh, <laughs> keep enjoying your singing, everyone. And uh, International is only a matter of weeks, four to five weeks away. So um, everyone tune into that if you're interested. There'll, and, be, there'll uh, be some uh, special surprises from us from, from that thing. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be meeting up there as well. So that'll be fun. We'll be, we'll be interviewing certain people, certain <laughs> VIPs <laughs> Whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'll find right, some well, better yeah. um, electrical tape for this Zoom ah, H4 recorder that I have. Keep enjoying your singing, everyone, and uh, take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.